BFM 89.9. My name is Daryl Ong, and you're tuned in to Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Earlier this month, Selangor Menteri Besar Amaruddin Shari reviewed proposals to tear down and demolish the iconic stadium Shah Alam. Opened in 1994 and designed by renowned Malaysian architect Hijaz Kasturi, the stadium is widely regarded as one of the most historic sporting venues in Asian football, as well as being the home for decades to Selangor FC. Before the emergence of Stadium National Bukit Jalil, it was the biggest in the country and at one point of time, the biggest in Southeast Asia. Modeled after the Hajjok Stadium in Croatia, the two frames which support the roofs on either side of the pitch form the longest freestanding arc in the world, representing a feat of engineering like no other at that time. However, for years now, Stadium Shah Alam has been plagued with maintenance problems with repairs needed all around, namely to the roof, piping system, and of course the football pitch. So much so that FEM declared the stadium unsafe for spectators and teams with Selangor FC having to move out of the stadium for this season of the Super League. Fortunately, good news abound the state government announcing plans to refurbish and upgrade the stadium instead of tearing it down. Cost set to the tune of 787 million ringgit, it's a project that will be carried out through a private-public partnership with Malaysian Resources Corporation Berhad MRCB, who had previously worked on the Bukit Jalil Stadium. With Shah Alam set for a new lease of life, a fresh paint of coat, today on the show we reflect on its legacy, history, as well as reaction to this recent piece of news. Today on the show we have Padang Bola Sepak's Khalilo Rahman, who's also a grassroots football activist. We kicked off the conversation by reminiscing on personal memories and experiences at Stadium Shah Alam. Oh, okay, uh, okay, I'm going to put it into two different parts. Uh, the professional side and the grassroots side. The professional side, I would say, uh, when Tanabalin scored the winning goal in the 2017 SEA Games against uh, Indonesia. Mm. Uh, so that was a very euphoric moment. You know, we had, you know, going into the campaign, we didn't have much belief into it. Then somehow the team just rallied together. So that's the professional side. The grassroots side was to also 2017 mm. uh, when Selangor Champions League, the uh, Right now, the most premier grassroots, amateur grassroots football competition in the state of Slango by the Football Association of, uh, football Association of Slango. But back then, it was language community mm. held their final over there. And the winner of that final went to the FA Cup on the following year. So it was quite a momentous occasion as well. So both uh, professional and grassroots had a uh, good Good tie on me, honestly. Mm. A whole bunch of historic matches also happened mm. there. I remember very clearly the Perak Trunganu 3-3 oh, yes. finale. That was at Shah Alam. So yeah, it's a very iconic stadium. But how would you rate it? You know, you've been uh, across most states in the country seeing mm. some of the stadiums there. Uh, how would you rate Stadium Shah Alam in comparison to you know? I to know I've been having this conversation a lot with a lot of friends and like. Stadium Shah Alam had the feel, though. <laughs> you know, you know, if you're a Slango fan, definitely you had some memories. I was able to, you know, uh, even for like fans from other states that coming uh, coming to Stadium Shah Alam, they make it a trip. Mm. You know, the away day made trip up to uh, mm. So it has. Like, I wouldn't. I cannot. I cannot put a scale of one to ten. I have to put a scale of 
ada feel <laughs> zero to feel uh, zero to feel ada feel <laughs> I think another thing special about Stadium Shah Alam you see most uh, uh, sporting complexes Bukit Jalil for example in the middle of like a commercial commercial centre next to LRT sure so, so that's uh, great for convenience but what I really like about Shah Alam is that it's that sense of community is there, right? It's right in the middle of like a housing area. Hmm. Well, what can you say about, you know, th- th- that kind of feel, that kind of location? Betul lah. You, you just hit on the nail on that. Uh, you know, not only do you have uh, the housing complex, but you also have the commercial complex. You know, it's there's a synergy between yeah. not only the residents who live in the area, but also the commercial cafes, the pharmacies, or whatever similar to. Everything has a, has, a, has a nice synergy. And there's the futsal court next to it, uh, extreme park. Uh, go-kart. Go-kart, and so on and so forth. So that's a... It's a it's a living organism ecosystem right there. So in the future, definitely going to segue into that in, the, in soon around this uh, uh, this interview that you know it has to continue that way mm. and to enhance what is already existed. Mm, yeah, so recent news, in case you missed it, uh, Selangor MB has kind of suggested in, in a way that it might be demolished to make way for a smaller uh, smaller stadium dedicated just to football. But of course, uh, just fresh off the press that they are going to redevelop it instead, right? Um, enhancing different features of Stadium Shah Alam, which has been closed for quite a couple of months now, uh, right? Selangor FC uh, had to move out of their home stadium and they've been playing their game somewhere else. So um, what were your reactions to, uh, to when, when you first heard the news, I guess, you know? Um, was this a long time coming in your opinion? Uh, yes, definitely. Because again, I come from the grassroots and I've been talking to people both online and offline. So both online and offline with the people who I've been talking with, that has the same sentiment. Stadium Sha'alam needs to be better, mm. needs to be enhanced. Yes, the history Samutu must be uh, preserved. But on top of that, it has been enhanced uh, going forward. You know, the roof is problematic. You know, some of the lighting features are not working and so on and so forth. Upper Samutu again. So I've been hearing about this since I started into grassroots football in 2016. Mm. You know, so it is a long time coming. Finally, they have pulled the trigger. And uh, hopefully by 2026, there's no more issues mm. going forward. And obviously, we're going to talk about the cost Upper Samutu, this and that. You know, let's just hope that it's future-proof. Mm. You know, climate change is happening, you know, and then you have to have that thinking as well. How do we make the, not only the stadium, but the surrounding complex, to be sustainable, not only sustainable, eco-friendly and uh, accessible, uh, accessible, friendly to everyone who wants to use it. Mm, that, that is the ultimate goal, that, that's mm. for sure. Um, but let's go through, I guess, uh, step by step almost into, you know, what has happened to Stadium Shah Alam. Uh, lots of viral videos uh, throughout you know, um, the months. It talks a little bit about, about the state of the stadium, uh, structural defects, uh, for one, you were mentioning the roof. Um, from your experiences going there, working at, in Shah, uh, Stadium Shah Alam itself, um, how did you see the decline happening? And maybe you can get into specifics about it. Itulah, macam, for example, it was built in the 90s, two years after I was born. <laughs> so it was, it, you can totally feel how aged it went. You know, some of the layout in terms of where the lifts are, apa semua tu, it's quite macam mm. bit problematic uh, as a person who just you know, need to do the work, apa semua tu, hantar barang atas, bawah semua tu. And so again, needs to be modernized for for not only the times, but also room to be improved. Mm. So those are kind of a bit of the technicality. Lah. At the same time, Stadium Shah Alam is a football purpose stadium. It should be 
macam I've been talking to some friends from the rugby punya community, cricket apa semua tu, they also want a dedicated space themselves juga. Mm. So those are kind of things that we should also, they should also incorporate uh, into the planning for the future juga. Mm. It should be multi-purpose, in my opinion. Uh, mm. Some football fans are going to be very pissed off at yeah. me <laughs> for saying this, but, you know, that stadium, that, that complex should be belong for all. You know, run, keep the running track. Yeah. That, that's that's me. <laughs> yeah, the running track is, is kind of iconic, right? Mm. Uh, in the sense, uh, Stadium Shah Alam, Bukit Jalil has, yeah. has one too. Um, but I guess the easy answer to, you know, um, all, this, all these issues that mm. the stadium has come across is very simple, right? Frequent maintenance, yeah. proper care. Mm. Why did you think this is not happening? <sighs> um, you know, we, I really want to like, create a like, research paper. Of, <laughs> no, it's serious. I want to create a research paper of people who maintain sports facilities. Mm. You know, it's a tough job. It's yeah, a, yeah. Public and private. Did they get any, any training? You know, I want to go to the root of the problem. Did they get any special training uh, to maintain all these facilities? If they didn't, then that's the problem. You know? So mm. let's, mm. you know, create the solution for it. So what would be the solution? Send uh, people who are very passionate with good IQ and EQ, send them abroad to like real uh, to to do like a you know professional exchange program with top stadiums around the world. Mm. Let them learn uh, from the best from the world and come back and be, uh, be implemented to not only stadiums Alam, but all stadiums and sports facilities, sports facilities, private and public. So there's a certain standard lah yeah, when it keep, comes to yeah. yeah. I mean, just recently, right during the AFC Cup uh, in Bukit Jalil, I think uh, a lot of netizens were poking fun at, at uh, stadium maintenance guys mm. for using like a, you know, like those plastic yeah. broomstick type things to clear mm. the water. But Kau, uh, that, that's a great point, you know. Education must be there, but that also comes in the money, right? You know, yeah. you've got to send these people abroad and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, money course, is definitely an issue. Of course, it's an issue, but it's an investment. It's an investment not only towards the people who are working. You know, you want to keep a high level professionalism mm. of uh, great cur- people who loves the career. You know, you cannot like bagi orang kerja. You cannot give a job to someone who does, does not have much passion apa semua tu, and then you're not paying him right apa semua accordingly and so on and so forth. Yeah, I'm dabbling on a little bit, Daryl, sorry. But no, no, um, it, it has to have a value. You know, if they don't put the value into the education, then we're going to be right back where we started maybe in 2032. <laughs> we might have this conversation. <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so uh, so on recent news, right? The uh, SSA restoration project will be carried out uh, through a private-public partnership with uh, MRCB, the Malaysian Resources Corporation's Berhad. They're going to foot the bill uh, to the tune of um, about seven hundred eighty-seven million ringgit, right? Um, uh, the company, of course, previously worked on the restoration for the Bukit Jalil mm. uh, Stadium. However, Kyle, I want to ask you this. Um, Shalam in Selangor under the Selangor State Preview should iconic sites like this be the sole responsibility of the state governments alone? Mm, it really depends on macam how uh, much emotional attachment you got lah. You know, some people really want to keep the same Shalam because of like memories of, of so and so. You know, state government should be coming in as a, like a conservationist. Ah. You know, we're conservationists like, to preserve uh, the, the historical aspect and legacy but also work with uh, private companies or even government agencies apa semua, to, to enhance the legacy even further. Mm. Uh, so uh, uh, we just talked about it before we went uh, live. Yeah. Yeah. That like, add on, you know, you don't really have to tear down 100% of Stadium Shah Alam. Keep the structures that 
you know the developers i'm i'm no engineer but mm. maybe the engineer or architect who are designing the few the future of stage inshallah and says that hey, part ni part ni part this part that part and so on can be kept for the next 200 years or so let's keep certain aspect of the stadium alive for example yeah. if anyone been uh, around kl red kl is a is a prime example on jalan sultan it was a cinema that was burnt down um, in the 70s or 80s uh, correct me if i'm wrong and it's been revitalized uh, in the last 3 uh, 4 years event space uh, event space yeah. art yeah. space uh, to, uh, people who try to eat and dine and, and everything so mm. it can it can be that Mm. So b- b- when you say like, you know, enhancements and stuff like that, so um, I would assume things like extend, extension of stands, for example, mm. and you can collapse it, extend it whenever you want. The roof definitely yeah. is, a ma- is a major issue mm. in Siam Shalam, right? So, so all these little, little things will add on to, uh, to be a more wholesome experience, I guess, for Correct. spectators, players, and, you know, people working there in Siam Shalam. Um, on to the cost now, right? Uh, 787 million ringgit. I'm comparing it now to JDT Stadium, uh, Sultan uh, Stadium Sultan Ibrahim, highly regarded as one of the best stadiums right now in, in the country. Uh, it costs about 200 million, so versus 787 million for the restoration of Stadium Shah Alam, more than triple its cost. What are your thoughts on this? Okay, uh, so before this, uh, the MB, uh, Dr. MB, have explained on his Facebook saying that it's not only uh, Stadium Shah Alam but also Stadium Malawati. So okay. Maybe we will get, we'll know more why the cost. Two stadiums, right? Ah, it's mm. uh, so and so. The uh, the, gov- the state government did say that in September they will have a public showcasing. Yeah. So we'll hopefully we'll know more. Maybe is maybe it's just both of them, mm. or maybe it's to complement towards the going towards the green tech, you know, of like lessening the parking lot, uh, the you know parking spaces, up to to create more public transportation infrastructure. Mm. So that could be the reason why the cost net again green tech. Uh, sustainability cost measures and also uh, that MB did mention on his Facebook saying that uh, you know electrical cable pun mahal you know cost barang naik apa semua tu so I couldn't see why it went uh, high high up lah mm. uh, provided that macam we don't go back to square one in 2032 you know uh, I think why not you know if it lasts for the next 100 years I think it's a it's a, it's a It's a good investment. Mm. You know, obviously you have to have a bit of that maintenance stuff semua tu. But maintenance pun kena not only to the physical aspect but also the people. The people who are maintaining the the, the buildings juga. There has to be a cost yeah. towards that juga. Mm. Yeah, so so you mentioned the whole proposed plan to, you know, uh, display what they're actually going to funnel these funds to, right? Mm. Uh, in September, they're going to uh, display it publicly it's definitely a good step for um, transparency in that sense because mm, for, for years right uh, the, the main grouse of football fans in Malaysia is to a certain extent even to today right it's like we have no idea where the money is going mm. and we don't see the output yeah, in, yeah. in it um, yeah, so so this is definitely um, I guess a good move from yeah. from the, the MB, yeah. yeah when talking about tearing down a stadium That was the initial plan, mm. right? They were planning to tear down the stadium to decrease the capacity from 80k to somewhere around 40, 35k seats. Also, they they plan for it to only be a football stadium and not a multi-purpose venue. I know you are all for <laughs> multi-purpose stadiums, right? You want to keep the running track, let the pitch be used for other activities as mm. well. You just came back from the US and they played football on a American football pitch, mm. didn't they? Yeah. I guess you don't see lah the non-footballing events as part of the issue of the stadiums wear and tear, things like concerts and stuff like that. I don't know. I see it on the other side of the coin. I feel that it should be 
inverted commas pure <laughs> that <laughs> way what do you think uh, nak kata pure pun boleh and there's no right and wrong yeah sure you know, okay kalau nak pure football go ahead but pure football doesn't only means professional football it has to be accessible for the community yeah. and grassroots as well mm. if they're going to that direction if they're going to the direction that you know that that, that favors to my so full thinking <laughs> <laughs> so full feel of having it more type of purpose again have it accessible to the both grassroots and community people mm. because uh, again we we want to talk about dollars and cents 700 plus million apa semua kan let's go back how do we recuperate that multi purpose mm. near events football the climate right now with how the league is going we, it's very difficult to get 5000 fans to the stadium mm. so i do understand why they want to reduce it but incrementally we can uh, increase it juga uh, you know maybe We don't know lah. Like maybe uh, Stadium Sultan Ibrahim has that capacity to like maybe later on to increase it to 50 or 60. Yeah, there's always to, room for there's always yeah, ro- uh, room for growth. Uh, same goes for same Jala or even any other stadiums in uh, Malaysia. Mm. So it has to be it has to have room for growth. Uh, Mm. Um, re- uh, also, I recently read that uh, the Selangor, um, Selangor FC CEO came out saying that um, the fans should be excited. Uh, Selangor fans should be excited for, mm. for this new development. In your conversations, uh, I'm sure you have connections with the Red Giants fans and stuff like that. What's the general sentiment okay. when it comes to this? So we have, again, uh, earlier I spoke, there has to be an online conversation and also offline conversation okay. because uh, people cut online have their own uh, different thinking and also people offline pun have their own perception juga. Both of them, majority are very accepting of this move because it's been it's been like that for a long time. Yeah, we do not want to create that situation back in 2017 where we we had to line up uh, for the tickets, panas panas, you know, under the hot sun and so on and so forth. So we need to reduce that. We need to go towards a modern way of how uh, stadiums are should be assessed by fans. Yeah, it's, it's not to say that uh, the renowned architect Hijaz Kasturi did poorly on no, Stadium no, no. Shah It's a beautiful stadium, hmm. but. I guess what you're saying is keeping up with times in, yeah. in, a, in a way? Yeah, keeping up with times. And also, you know, again, I'm talking about, about climate change again. again <laughs> you know, it's getting hot, you know. So much um, keep it uh, in in a way, not only is uh, accessible, uh, great access for fans, but also comfort. You know, uh, there should be a level of comfort not only to the fans, but the players and whatever mm. who's uh, running it. Lah, kan? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I for one definitely hopes that Siam Shah Alam number one keeps its name. Of course. And of course, and... Um, stays stays uh, the, the, the way it is but how much do you think uh, preserving this kind of landmarks this kind of historical sporting landmarks like the Amsha Alam translates to the growth of sport uh, in the country hmm, very good question Daryl um, um, it all starts with legacy and legacy daripada kita apa semua so we have to preserve uh, the, the good and also the bad uh, side of the history you know people future generations need to know why this move happened Mm. You know, and also why this stadium is important. Mm. You know, so there should be a form of like sharing both sides of the story of like why this stadium Shalam went bad, why also stadium Shalam was so glorious, and also learn from the mistakes. I guess, of course, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and then so that we can reduce the costs going forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in your opinion, Carl, and to you know close it off a little bit, how would you? Uh, ensure and what's the best way to preserve these sites for not just future generations but generations to come uh, uh, why not create a uh, Shah Alam Sports cor- Shah Alam Sports Corridor Sports Corridor you know um, not only towards uh, for same Shah Alam but in the Minority and surrounding areas you know you create a sports corridor not only that is accessible for football fans and so people who are playing football but you know concerts uh, badminton 
um, again motorsports you know cycling track mm. you know make the place as the as as the, as the lung of Shalam like like Bukit Jalil what Bukit Jalil is done doing with Sport City in, in a way further than that okay um bet, more than that you know uh you know aquatic center semua tu kan so you know if if i were to be part of the planning process create a corridor not only for the the professional new side but also for uh for the grassroots for for everyday people to use it every day to create their programs to connect the communities more too and from there you inspire other cities in malaysia mm. and in southeast asia to do more or less the same mm. you know because i think this done right can be a stepping stone towards creating more sports city corridors sports town corridors you know Again, I think people just need to be uh, feel connected to the uh, what again? to the to the to the sporting venues. Apa semua tu? Like when I was visiting uh, America f- on on holiday, you know, that's always been the 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 feel. You know, they're connected to their basketball courts. They're connected to their f- uh, soccer fields. You know, sense of belonging. Yeah. So macam kat sini, yes, uh, people who are uh, from a certain generation has that feel towards Stadium Shalom, but not so much towards the younger side. You know uh, the incoming generation. So how do we cultivate that from the younger generations towards uh, having that? Not only in Shalam, but in Kota Baru, in Kota Kinabalu. Yeah. You know how can we kick that off? Punya uh, feel for everyone, so we can create a true, so that we can truly create a sporting nation. Mm. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, to close things off, from all this debacle, what are some of the lessons we can take away? Uh, definitely, we have to learn from mistakes. Uh, we have to not be apa, arrogant, uh, meaning we cannot feel that macam kita tahu semua. We have to be humble uh, in terms of, okay, we do not know how to specialize certain things. So from there, how do we solve that? Education. Mm. Send the people who wants to maintain Stadium Sha'alam, Bukit Jalil, SSI or whatever, send them abroad or whatever semua tu to learn uh, how to maintain sports facilities mm. public or private or whatever you know and come back and and do it from Malaysia mm. you know and again kick off in, inspire more people to 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 operate uh, and maintain sporting facilities both public and private on a very high level I know it's just kind of a bit of an extension to what you and Harish spoke last uh, last episode but I think that is the crucial thing we have to you know reduce our arrogance increase our humility learn be open to learn and uh, learn good things and unlearn the bad so that we can not repeat the mistakes you know and also you know enhance uh, everything uh, not only for for the professional side but again for the grassroots and community side That was Padang Bola Sepak's Kalilo Rahman as this week on the program we've been talking about the future of the iconic stadium Shah Alam And with that, we've come to the end of this week's program. If you'd like to revisit that story, you can head over to our website real soon, www.bfm.my forward slash bar none. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. We'd love to hear your thoughts. My name's Daryl Ong and this has been Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Join us again next week, only here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.